0: Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich with The Fundraising School, and this is the first day from The Fundraising School. My guest today is Dr. Deborah Mesh. She's the director of the Women's Philanthropy Institute at the Indiana (laughs) University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy. Deborah is known nationally and internationally for her wide-ranging expertise on philanthropic studies, as well as nonprofit management, and literally is a world expert on important gender differences as it relates to charitable giving. You need to know about those differences as you're doing your donor research and cultivating relationships with donors, whether that woman is single, living by herself, or in a household with a partner significant, her husband, uh, that can influence charitable giving. And there's new research out from the Women's Philanthropy Institute related to charitable giving and happiness, and this is a centuries-old topic that you're bringing into today's story to help fundraisers raise more money.
1: Absolutely, what makes us happy? That's a very big question. And Greek philosophers have posed that question centuries ago. But what we were trying to discover in our research is the connection between charitable giving and life satisfaction, or happiness. And so we did a study to see if indeed, charitable giving makes us happier. And the short answer is, yes, it That's does. <laughs> and, and you know, there's so
0: many donor motivations. People are connected to a cause. They know somebody who's been involved with the cause. Taxes can be a reason. Uh, you know, encouraging my friends to join me in giving, there's so many reasons. But there are these health benefits, including these emotional health benefits described here as happiness and and Deborah how does that work and then how does that apply to gender?
1: So in our study, we tried to answer two questions. The first question was does the joy of giving affect all individuals in the same way Hmm. and the second question was does the impact of giving on overall happiness affect is uh, by gen- does it vary by gender? Mm-hmm. Because we're interested in gender. We're right. the Women's Philanthropy Institute. And so we conducted a very rigorous study and we found some extremely interesting findings. One finding is that we confirmed that giving makes us all happy. Great news. And it is great news because the more a household gives as a percentage of their income, the happier that household is. Hmm. And the second finding, which also was very uh, inspiring, is that giving makes us all happy. So it doesn't matter about single men or single women or married couples, if you give as a household, you will be a happier household across those demographics.
0: Our founder, Dr. Hank Rosso, talked about fundraising being the gentle art of teaching others what? The joy of giving. And so the research is clear uh, that giving does produce joy, it does produce happiness for all of us. But then Deborah, this research goes to a new level in saying that there are gender distinctions within those households as we think about who's making the decisions about philanthropy and how that affects household happiness. What did you find?
1: That's right, so we found that men and women achieve happiness in a very different way. Hmm. For single men, the greatest boost in happiness is when they become a donor. Mm. So it's going from non-donor to donor. For women, the greatest boost in happiness comes when they increase their giving as a percentage of household income. So very two different ways that men and women see that increase in happiness. Within their own households.
0: That is fascinating. And so now I'm going to ask you why. I I would speculate that men uh, are the demographic, single men uh, are the demographic least likely to be donating in the first place. So the moment they start donating, this is something very new to them, generally speaking, so they get that boost of happiness. Women are the demographic most likely to be donating. So when they increase this activity that they've had more often in their life compared to the guys, they have a boost in happiness. Am I on the right track? You are
1: there? absolutely on the mm-hmm. right track. And that's what we conclude from our study, although we can't delve in to the study in terms of the reasons why. But it seems to be that that is a very logical explanation. When you look at past research and see that when you compare single men and single women, that single women are more likely to give and, and give more as a percentage of income. So um, it's, it's very interesting that that boost in happiness occurs in two very different ways types of vehicles. And so we think uh, about
0: men being single, donating for the first time, they see a boost in happiness. Women being single, they've been more likely to be donating throughout their lives. They increase their giving and get that boost of happiness. But now we have the man and the woman together in the household. What story do do we find there from the data?
1: So when women drive the charitable decisions in their household, more giving means higher life satisfaction. Hmm more giving means higher life satisfaction when women are driving the decisions about charitable giving. So there's this old adage that I know that my father told me, if mama ain't happy, nobody's (laughs) happy. So this translates into charitable giving. When the woman is happy in the household and she's driving that charitable decision, that entire household not only gives more, but is also uh, more satisfied with their lives in that household
0: when the woman's making the decision. And and Deborah, we know that uh, happiness is being derived from the impact of that gift, what that means for the nonprofit and the difference that the donor sees for that. But I'm also wondering, I'm trying to uh, maybe synthesize some of the research from the Women's Philanthropy Institute. You've told us previously that women often bring their man into philanthropic behavior, that they often are a guide. They often Mm -hmm. either encourage the start of or the increase of the man's philanthropic behavior. I'm wondering if that helps her be happier and the household be happier as well. Not just the impact on the nonprofit, but what it means for the dynamic in the household. Yeah,
1: and I think with the dynamic in the household, you also have to include the entire family. Because, uh, you know, now we know that women are very interested in leaving that legacy Mm -hmm. and passing on a culture of generosity and a culture of giving within their household, within their family. And so I think that joy of giving that you talked about, that purpose of fundraising is to engage in the joy of giving and sharing that joy of giving with their donors, is that engaging the entire family can really help increase that life satisfaction for that entire family. Deborah, that is such an
0: important point. Uh, You know, one of our founders, Robert Payton, talked about philanthropy being uh, something that is not formally and professionally taught earliest in our life. It's something that's caught as we observe others and it's modeled for us. So again, back in this household with man and woman together and now Mm -hmm. there are children in this Mm -hmm. household. When the woman is leading in philanthropy and those decisions uh, and playing a strong role and there's overall happiness, what does this mean for the potential for the development of philanthropy in the lives of the children? Uh,
1: well, I think from other research, we see that generous parents, parents who give, are raising generous children. Yeah. And so the data also shows that, although that's not the, in this particular study, there are other studies that show that intergenerational transmission of generosity occurs. There's a strong correlation between parents who give families who give, families who engage in volunteering, and how their children are going to behave when they are emancipated from their households and raise their own families. So that culture of giving I think is very important and I think fundraisers need to think about not just engaging the man, now not just engaging the couple, but engaging um, the entire household and, and the children and the families. More and more women are starting their own foundations. And there's a lot of family foundations and run by women. So I think that the landscape is just changing so dramatically. And I think fundraisers have to adapt to that.
0: Especially when you said women also are interested in the legacy that they're leaving for their children, and not necessarily financially, but these philanthropic behaviors.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Something
0: so important for fundraisers to be aware of is that as we know, uh, giving can produce joy, can produce happiness, can produce physical health benefits as well. But especially in this research from the Women's Philanthropy Institute, we see confirmed that giving does lead to happiness in different ways for men as they make their first donations as opposed to women as they increase their donations And take a leadership role in their household and want to include their children and want to reflect that to their children and that is something you need to keep in mind as a fundraiser as you're doing your donor research and cultivating that relationship either with a single woman or a woman who is in a household we have more on this in our course on gender differences in giving that you can take from the fundraising school there's more information on our website at philanthropy.iupui.edu you'll find information about the Women's Philanthropy Institute as well as the fundraising school School, and of course you can access us very easily with the fundraising school app. I'm Bill Stanjakovic, and you are now more informed on this first day from the fundraising school.